It's great to be here with you today on our podcast, His Heartbeat, a ministry of Crown of Beauty International, where your questions about life's challenges are explored through God's Word so He can renew and restore us in the truth of His love. His Heartbeat for you. Let's get started. Here's our host and good friend, Sue Coral. I'm so excited to be back again, and I have my special guest, Tamara. Great to have you here today. Great to be here, Sue. I love these opportunities to sit down and just spend time talking about the Lord and how He works in our lives. Amen to that. So I know we're going to talk something about kids, you told me, so I'm wondering, I know you have kids, but I can't (laughs) remember their ages. What are their ages? I have a stepdaughter in her 30s, and I have a son who is 13 and a daughter who's 9. Okay. And you know, my son is 24, my daughter 22. So let's hear the question. Alrighty. So this question says, my kids are all adults now. I have a mountain of regrets about what kind of mother I was and am. And this is all tied to my walk or lack of walk with Jesus. Do you have any counsel for how to engage with adult children after you've messed up a lot, especially if kids have walked away from God? Yeah, that's a big question. (laughs) It is. It really is. Yeah. So let's dive in right off the bat. What comes to mind for me is to comment that God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. And it's really important for us to realize that he has a plan for our kids' lives, even if we've messed up. He knows that you're his child of God and Mm -hmm. that you're going to have kids. And even before you know the Lord, he knows that you're going to one day be walking with him. And so he's sovereign over that and he can work despite that. Speaking from my own experience, my mom uh, is a Christian and was at the time I was born. My dad was not at that time. He is now. And so even though my mom was a Christian, she worked a lot and we really weren't raised in the church. She had to work on weekends Dad didn't take us. We didn't really talk about God. It was a very private thing, I think, for my mom at that time. And that was kind of the culture back then, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know anything until a friend of mine shared the gospel with me in high school. So I didn't have that experience. And yet here I am Mm -hmm. in full-time Christian work. And, you know, my dad and my mom got divorced and there's a lot of mess that went on and difficulties in our family. And and yet, like I said, I ended up walking with the Lord in high school and from graduation going into Christian work. So that's wow. pretty cool. Wow. That's yeah. such an example of how God has a plan for our lives. Yeah. Right? And our kids' lives. And our kids' lives. Absolutely. I think we should just get a, a magnet or a poster that we could look at every morning that says, God has a plan for our kids' lives. I need that. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yes. Even when we mess up. Absolutely. what this dear sister has asked about. Were you raised in a Christian home? Well, you know, I was and I wasn't. So I was raised in a churched home. We were okay. a, a family that went to church. Okay. But what I learned from my mother was, you know, she became a Christian after putting me in Christian school. Okay. And uh, she put me in Christian school. There was another mom who kept inviting her to a Women Alive conference. And my mom said to me, you know, I only went because she wouldn't stop asking. So I figured <laughs> I'll go and she'll leave okay. me alone. And whatever was that 
in that message at that conference really affected her. And that's when she gave her life to Christ. And the way she explained it to me was, you know, I, I had gone to church my whole life, but I had never accepted Christ as my Savior. Mm. And so for me, I saw a very definitive change how in my mother's life. I was change? four and a half. Okay. And yeah. so I just remember my mom making some very specific changes in her life mm. that really, for me, defined her life before knowing Christ personally and then her life after. And okay. that really left an impact on me that That's becoming cool. a Christian has to do with a life-changing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do want to say, even with that, that even if we raise our kids in a really loving, godly way, you know, maybe we're having Bible study with them and going to church and getting them in youth group and the whole thing. That was very much how I raised my kids. And we were all on a worship team together in church and went on mission trips and the whole thing. But just because we does do that, that's not a guarantee that when our kids become adults or maybe from teenage, that they will turn to the Lord and or keep walking with the Lord. They can fall away because there are many other influencers besides us. So, right. But not to underplay the value of modeling a godly life. Absolutely. And it does have an impact. And even if our kids fall away, I think if we are really teaching them about the Lord and modeling that, sharing that with them, that when they get older, you know, and they gone through a lot of hardship and they'll turn and, hey, can you pray for me? And we'll see a softening, I think, in, in most cases, and they come back. You know, Sue, I have to tell you, I was, I was one of those kids and the least likely to ever fall away. Oh. You know, I was in ministry very early, my first missions trip in high school, all through college, I worked in a children's nonprofit, you know, and it was a Christian nonprofit. And so for me, it felt like I was never going to fall away because I love mm. Jesus too much. Mm. But there's always something that happens sometimes, I think, that just jolts us. And for me, my mother died suddenly very young, oh. actually the age I am now. And I just wasn't prepared at 24 mm. to not have my mother. Mm. And so it wasn't that I wanted to walk away from God, but everything godly reminded me of my mom. Huh. I couldn't go to church. I would just sit in church and just be sad and depressed because she wasn't there with me or I couldn't tell her about oh. the sermon. And so it just naturally kind of stopped connecting mm. to things of God. But he was always there. I mean, I would still pray. Went through a short period of time where even I couldn't pray because I was so angry that he had taken yeah, my mother, right? Yeah, you're disappointed, I'm sure. And sad. And angry, yeah. But what I learned is in that time when I look back and I think, oh, my goodness, what was I thinking? Like, I just, I wish I could go back and fix that part of my life. <laughs> but it was a time where I stepped away and I tried life on my own. And what I think is so amazing is that in that, I was just like, I don't like this. Mm. You know, I'd had so much experience living life with God. And when I was just living without him, I was like, this is not, I just don't like it. Mm. And so for me to come back to the Lord, it meant I felt like being without you is just not worth it. Mm. I would much rather live with Christ than without. And so I, you know, in that process of coming back to the Lord, it just started with, you know, going back to church and just hearing the word more and then 
talking to the Lord more and working through. And I realized I wanted more. So that was sort of a process for me to come back to the Lord, but he was always there. I mean, Mm. I always knew if I was doing something I shouldn't be doing, Uh I knew it was wrong and I knew why it was wrong. Uh But I feel like that's the amazing thing about God is he doesn't leave you or abandon you because we do foolish things. Yeah. He loves us through that and uses those times to really, not that he has to prove himself to us, but to really show us, I am who I say I am. Mm -hmm. I can fulfill you. Yeah. I can be what you need. And walking my way is a much better path Mm -hmm. than what the enemy may tempt you toward. Yeah. So this uh, sister who wrote this question in, she's asking us how to then engage with our adult children when they do fall away or maybe they never came to the Lord. Yeah, she didn't really specify that, I don't think. But she obviously is really blaming herself, you know, so mm-hmm. we have... We all do that. <laughs> yeah, but we... Well, we'll get into that, but just <laughs> about grace. But what I would say is that I think it's just really important for us, whether our, no matter where our kids are at, right, that we need to be open and honest with our own testimony and our own struggles especially with our adult kids and not just trying to be all perfect and acting like we have it all together. I think it's actually more helpful when they understand that we have doubts and we have struggles and we get depressed and we don't trust God sometimes and we make bad decisions. And, you know, and I think that helps them because they also see then what God is teaching us or what we're learning or how he's walking us through those times. And it's going to be a lot more attractive to them because otherwise we're like so far out of the range of how they either want to behave or Mm -hmm. think they ever could that they, they won't even try, you know, so Mm -hmm. they need to see our humanity, I guess. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, it's really important to be a friend to just love them, accept them. And I want to say something that's hard to do, and that is show respect to them, even when they're maybe living a lifestyle that's not so great. I mean, let's say they're starting to do drugs or something like that, or they're dating somebody that you don't really approve of. But anything that you can see, let's say at work, they're super hardworking and diligent or they're going back to school and they're studying or they have real talent they're showing with art or or the way that they do treat their friends. Whatever it is, I think in the midst of their struggles, they're already thinking, oh, my mom doesn't accept me, I'm sure, because I'm not a good Christian like her. So all the more we have to show that we do still respect them and and they know we, we've obviously will have had some conversations right, that right. what they're doing is difficult for us but i think in doing that we should not express that we reject them i mean they probably already know that we don't approve of the behavior so we don't necessarily have to I'm say sure. it yeah <laughs> um another thing is just pray 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 for them yeah. So I I called my daughter when I did actually know what the question was, even though in the beginning I said, what's the question tonight? Because <laughs> I thought about it. I, I wasn't sure about when we would 
talk about it. But when I got the question, I called her and I said, hey, Joanna, I don't really have to take this question if you prefer me not to. And before I could even say like, or I'll just not share anything about what you've gone through. She goes, mom, share it. (laughs) Yeah, you have my permission. Go for it. And so my daughter was on track to be a missionary. She went to college for that. (laughs) She was an intern at church. And then I won't go into all the details, but she was really, really hurt during COVID. COVID had a lot to do with it. Extremely isolated. She was in a near New York City, right? So they were really isolated. Couldn't work, couldn't be around anybody. It was a really terrible time. And the church didn't help her out at all. In fact, when she'd say she she was starting to doubt and had hurt, hurt was hurting, they just gave her more to do. You know, wow. just do more ministry. People just call all the college kids and encourage them. And she's yeah. like, how can I encourage them? I'm not doing well. well. Yeah. You know, it ended up very much discouraging her when she went back to her workplace, which is pretty much was all atheist at that point. They're not really saying great things about her church and how people are responding and about God and putting a lot of questions in her heart. And so she started to struggle. And as she calls it, I have my year of sowing my wild oats (laughs) because she never did that. You know, she didn't go through that phase in high school or whatever. And so yeah, but she now, well, I, okay, I'll back up and just say it, it, I've gone through a lot in my life, but that was the most painful thing I can remember ever going through because she and I are best friends. I'm so close to her and we would talk about the Lord and ministry all the time. And so I lost that person to talk right. about those things. And, uh, I went through all kinds of emotions. Uh, anger. (laughs) I felt disrespected, you know, and basically I was just focusing on myself Mm. and how I felt, you know, and that's pride, I think, too. And so I just kept praying and finding God telling me to repent Mm. (laughs) and to love her and to accept her and to, to listen. So I spent many months just listening to her, still taking an interest in her life, hearing how she was processing things when she was really hurting and went through some hard things. I went out of my way, you know, driving hours and hours and hours to take her to the beach to just so we could cry together. And, you know, I was there for her. I'm not uh, trying to build myself up in this. I'm trying to share what I would recommend if you have a child who really is falling away. And the thing that really was a turning point for me, because I was in pretty much agony and pain, honestly, was even when she was in the worst of it, and there was a lot of disappointment where you think, oh, she's going to take a turn and then not. The Lord spoke to me and said, Sue, you're thinking that she has walked away from me and is no longer on a journey with me, but I have her on this journey. Not that he led her to sin or living a certain way, but it was like he's totally in control, and he was with her every moment, and he was at work, right? And Philippians 1.6, he promises, 
that he will bring us to completion. That which he has started, he will bring it to completion. And this was all a part of what she had to go through. And that's what he assured me, that she was still on a journey with him. And that just seemed to set me free. For those listening, if your kids are, some would call it a prodigal, they're on a journey. And a lot of us, I mean, I was definitely that way. I fell away in college, but for a couple of years, we have to go through these things sometimes because then when we come back, we have a much stronger faith. And that's what she wanted me to tell everybody is that she's now coming into a place that is so much better than where she was because before she was just a copy clone of what she thought Christians are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. She wasn't who she is. And what she's discovering is that she's an incredibly creative, deeply meditative, deep thinker who is very in touch with God, with nature, with beauty, with all these things. And so I know God's going to use her in a special, special way. So that's what I just wanted to encourage everybody. Don't become discouraged, even if you feel you're the cause. Well, you're not the cause. You Of course, maybe you weren't the model that you wanted to be and and you've had to repent of that. I would be honest about that with your kid. Don't just cover it up. And But, you know, you can let them know how God's changing you for sure. So do you have anything that in that story that you want to add to for the sister who's feeling like a lot of guilt because of what she has not done right in raising her child? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I can vouch for what you're saying in that that time away really does something. The Lord just is doing something in that time, and he never abandons us, which yeah. is, is a wonderful thing and why God is just so so awesome as a father. But, you know, I think we think that everything we do is going to dictate how those children turn out. And so when you're beating yourself up and feeling like I messed up and I didn't do this white right or I didn't do this well enough, you have to just remember that God never expected me to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I can't be perfect, actually. Mm-hmm. I can only be the best as I can, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's that freedom you just spoke about, you know, just that freedom when the Lord spoke to your heart and said, I, I've still got her. Mm. And we're still walking together. I'm not leaving her. You know, I have a plan and a purpose that, like you said before, that I will see through. He will finish that, that work. So I think it's, it's releasing for, for this mom that, that sent in this question and any other moms that are listening right now and are feeling like I just can't get out from under this blanket of guilt Mm. and ownership of everything wrong (laughs) my child has done or everything that just, you know, doesn't sit well with me. You know, release that child to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And if you need to ask him to forgive you for things you've done wrong, do that. And he gives that forgiveness freely. Yeah. And then once you've asked for forgiveness, you have to accept it yeah. and say, I am forgiven. Yes. And now as we move forward, I'm trusting my child is in God's hands. And guess what? You can make a choice today to do better than you did before. Amen. That's what's wonderful. As long as we're here, we can always do better. Yeah, so it's receiving grace. Yes. That's like a message that we really today, Tamara and I (laughs) want to put out there is receive God's grace. He's patient with you. He's patient with me. 
and we need to be patient with ourselves. He does forgive us, and we need to forgive ourselves. In Ephesians 1, in fact, that whole chapter is a whole chapter talking about who we are in Christ, and it's pretty cool about our identity. But in verses 7 and 8, it says this, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace, that he, catch this word, lavished on us, like piling it on, okay, <laughs> with all wisdom and understanding, right? He knew what was going to happen. He knows what's going on. But even with that, knowing what's going on, understanding, he still pours out his love and grace. And of course, we always have the example of King David. He can always make us feel better about ourselves <laughs> as parents. <laughs> yes, I don't think any of us have messed up at that level. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot, even besides the whole thing that happened with Bathsheba, and which is interesting because yeah, the next child then that God gives him that becomes the new king, right? And he builds the temple and he's written three of the books in the Bible that are significant to us. So despite the mistakes that David made, which beyond Bathsheba was how he raised his, his boys and his girls wasn't so great, but God used him and he knew that David's heart was he's a man after God's own heart. And it, it's not like he was necessarily raised well or that that culture was a good model and uh, not trying to excuse his struggles. And yet we see that God looked at his heart and he looks at this sister's heart and he looks at all the sister's hearts that right now are tuned in and going, oh my gosh, I need to listen to this because this is me, I'm screwing up. Well, welcome to the the rest of us, you know. Welcome, welcome to the to, team. <laughs> yeah, to the team and, and welcome to humanity, yeah. right? Because yeah. if if you don't think you're messing up, I would pretty much say you're not being honest <laughs> with I your agree. life because, you know, it's really rough. It's hard being a parent and yet it's also glorious being a parent. It's my greatest joy, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. So please keep in mind that God gives you grace and our kids as adults, they need to make their own choices about God. And yes, maybe we had influence on them, but ultimately they have a responsibility to make godly choices to follow him or turn away. And we have endless examples of people that were raised in horrific ways who made choices, amazing choices to follow God and do incredible things to bring glory to God. So I want to ask you, Tamara, what helps you to live in God's grace instead of guilt for your mistakes? Well, that's a good question, Sue. And I'll be honest with you. It, there are two things in particular. You know, One, I cling to the scripture in Hebrews in chapter 12 verse 10. And if you'll allow, I'll just read that sure. from God's word here. It says, our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good that we may share in his holiness. And what I love about that scripture is it really defines our fatherly, our earthly fathers and our heavenly father. 
And mm. so the earthly fathers just do what they think is best. They do the best they can, but it's flawed. But we always have God, who is the perfect father, yeah. who is there to discipline us for our benefit so that we can share in his holiness. And that does give me some freedom because I say, Lord, I'm doing the best I know how. And as you work with me, I'll do better, but I'm going to make mistakes. And that yeah. that scripture kind of says, if God's word says it, it means I know you're going to make mistakes. And so just do the best you can and know that I'm there to fill in. And I think the other thing is just the testimony of people who've done something very simple, which are parents who ask for forgiveness. I just recently heard the testimony of a pastor's son, and this pastor wanted his son to be like him. And, you know, instead of being the big jock football player, he was playing the piano and singing songs. (laughs) And to the father, you know, who was real big into football and sports said, you know, as he was growing up, I was really hard on him. Like I say, stop playing that piano and go throw the football. And the son in his testimony shared, my dad sat down with me. He said, I was about to just walk away from my walk with the Lord. Mm. My dad didn't know that. But he said, my dad sat down with me this particular weekend and apologized. Uh. And that freed him. Mm. And so I would just encourage parents that are really struggling with feeling like I messed up. That there's such power in just humbly going to your child and saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but I love you and I want to move forward and do better. Yeah. So um, or those even things. inviting yeah. them to, you know, are there things, I did that with my daughter, you know, are there things that you wish that I'd done differently? Absolutely. And if so, I'm really sorry and just listen, mm-hmm. you know, and you can have some pretty cool bonding time. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just asking for forgiveness can really open up amazing doors. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. The last thing I just would say is that we can pick up from wherever we are with God and make a commitment to work diligently to grow in our walk with the Lord, to get, you know, accountability, some teaching, good fellowship, spending time with the Lord and really being obedient to Him. So uh, we got to do what we got to do in order to grow in, grow in our faith. Well, this is good. Just thank you, Tamara. If you have any other words or you think we've, we've kind of hit what we want to say today. I really feel like we've covered it all. I always learn so much when we sit down and have these talks. Okay. Uh, you just have so much to share and so much wisdom. And I'm just grateful that the Lord uses you to, to get these messages out. Well, to, to you all of too. Us. <laughs> yeah, I think we all agree. We learned a lot from you too. And from the Lord, hallelujah, from, from his word. Amen. So yeah, great time. And we're looking forward to you coming back next week, listeners. And please send in your comments or your review or other questions that you would like us to tackle during this time. All right. God bless and have a great week, everybody. Thank you for being a part of our community and tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Submit your own questions or comment on today's episode on the Crown of Beauty International Facebook group or email us at crownofbeautyinternational at gmail.com. Push that subscribe button and leave us a review. Come back next Thursday as we go deeper into his heartbeat.